This ain't one of them times you can slide by what you say that you're gonna do. Put your money up, run that face, I'm just showing proof. You know the vibes, Hana. Ain't got no ways up in my guys. I clown in the day, gone in the mind. I've been on fire lately. Train my spirit, mind, and body daily. Victory is sweet, that's the science, baby. It's only like we represent from Tampa to Tally. And keep the pressure on these eyes, they call you lacking. Till you flapping on the canvas, I'm bombing you, weaving. Unleashing the fury on your face while the audience screaming. Hope they got great seats or the pay per view. Let's get the breakdown from JDJQ. You know the vibes. Ding, ding. What is up, boxing world? This is Boxing Vibes TV, and I'm your host, Jay Box. We got the crew here bringing you the best boxing analysis on YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it. We out here. We do this. Let me go ahead and introduce the crew. We got JD in the building. Uh-huh. You already know, as always, it's 8-1 Trey all day. We got Q in the building. I'm going to make it do what it do, baby. 850 if you're with me, baby. Let's go. And we got something customary that we need JD to do, man. I don't even have to speak on it. Go ahead. All right, so let's get into this five quote of the day. You know, I like to keep it fresh with uh, a quote that was recently said over the weekend. And this was a quote from Lomachenko. After the Comey fight, you know, when they asked him about, you know, when he was uh, looking at the corner of Richard Comey and looking at them like, hey, y'all gonna stop the fight? And so they were asking him, hey, man, what were you meaning, you know, by when you were looking at the corner for them to stop it? And Loma was like, look, I saw he was in a bad situation. I was hoping that they would stop it. They didn't. So we kept fighting and it made it 12 rounds. That is the quote from Lomachenko. And the only reason why that's the quote is because those of you all who are watching, Timothy Bradley, during the telecast, said that Lomachenko was showing such humility by looking at the corner I'm glad you and, try, <laughs> and trying to have the fight stopped. Yo, so that is the quote yo, of yo, this I, I, I do got to put my two cents on that because we, we got one more <laughs> housekeeping thing to do. That was the worst piece of commentating. I love Timothy Bradley. He's like, I've never seen that before. Oh, you've never seen all the times where Jones has done it? Like, we Y'all yeah. must have forgot, no, no even doubt. though he just got hey, into the Hall of Fame. He, 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 he said that Loma Sorry, got a heart, man. Loma got a heart, man. He I'm glad they kept it funky. I, I'm glad like Andre that. Ward and the crew kept it funky. He's basically saying he couldn't get him out of there. He wasn't. He was trying to get the corner to do what he couldn't. But I, you know, so but we, we ain't gonna go too far off the rails because JD got one more thing to do, man. Tell the people what to do. Yeah, and the last thing is, if you're down with the vibes, hit the notification bell and subscribe. Ding. Smash First the like topic. Send it out to everybody, everybody, everybody. First topic, fella. I, I, I mean, we we got a loaded show. Let's just go ahead and start off with what we were already talking about: Loma versus Comey. Um, Comey had like big, big moments in the fact that you thought he was out of there, and he showed that heart, and he also landed some leather. Like Loma didn't walk away looking pretty faced. It now. But in the end of the day, it was a pretty thorough clinic put on by Lomachenko. Um, I'll go ahead and let you guys have it. Thoughts, feelings, um, predictions on Loma's next move. Go ahead, Q. Man, I think I think Loma, Loma want them. Loma want his belts back, man. He want he the OG want his spot back. You know what I'm saying? You know he fresh out of jail and he want his spot back. You know he want to <laughs> take over all his corners. That's what he want. And um, shout out to both to both guys, man. Shout out to Richard Comey. I'm a big Richard Comey fan after watching this fight. And this man, you know, just his, his post fight speaking on, you know, like he was about to cry. You know what I'm saying? Talking about where you from, Ghana? I know you're from Africa. I think it's Ghana. He yeah, was just Ghana. saying, you know, he, he like the last hope. You know what I'm saying? He the only one representing Ghana. And, you know, he really wanted to win. And I was pulling for him. I was pulling for him. Um, but uh, either way, it go. He was outmatched. Uh, the Matrix is back and right in time for the Matrix 3. Coming out in. <laughs> No, don't Matrix do that. Four. Hey, no, 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 so, so let's do this. Let's, let's, let's go. Anyway, let, like, let's do this. Like Q, Q ain't like the movie mine. buff, but we the gonna let it slide. Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like Loma looked good. He looked like he's. Uh, bottom line is Richard Comey showed all the heart. He showed everything. He was outmatched. He was outmatched by the better man. Um, the footwork, the speed. You know what I'm saying? Loma. I mean, um, Comey showed that he had dog. He 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 bit down. You know, he was dropping the seven round. And like they said, you know, they looked over at Andre Ro uh, Loma looked over at Andre Rosier. You know what I'm saying? Disrespectful. And I, I, I want to say, I'm 
I want to say on, on uh, as far as that goes, it seemed like they had they had a uh, uh, some type of relationship just just before I put it on on the IG the way in how they laughed and they joked, you know what I'm saying? Which is something you don't see too much. You see a bunch of fake rat, a bunch of WWF stuff. It wasn't none of that. It was love. There's a lot of love shown. So, with that being said, you know, I, I don't know if if Loma really felt like if it was really humility, but at the same time, you know, it, I could see it being disrespect. You looking over at the corner, telling my stop it. No, you do your job. You do your job. End of the day, man. Um, amazing fight, and um, I think that I think Loma, if if he could land a Gambosis fight, you know what I'm saying? Which he probably, I'm I'm feeling like he will. You know what I'm saying? I'm feeling like they're probably gonna tilt the hat toward him. Um, and, and and if that fight happens, man, I probably I might I might be leaning. It'll be it'll be a good one. I might be leaning just fifty one forty nine to Loma. You know what I'm saying? Cause I haven't seen a whole lot from um, Gambosa, but I just feel like he's a hungry champion. And and you come, you go to Australia in front of eighty thousand, it's gonna be tough. And I feel like Loma will be tested. So that's what I got for that. But definitely Loma's coming back for all this. He coming back for the straps, and you know we have to. It's a wait and see on what's gonna happen. But I might give him fifty one forty nine. You know what I'm saying? Um, if he if he shows up like he did in in the last two fights, I feel like. You know, we have to wait and see, man. But 51 49, man, I might tilt, tilt the Loma, you know what I'm saying? Pretty much. That's what I got. What you got on JD? I, I think it was an excellent performance by uh Vasily Lomachenko. I think what he established um again after the TO loss with the fight with Nakatani and then the fight with Comey is I think he established again to the boxing world that nobody can mess with him when it comes to the footwork. Point blank period, somebody in this division is going to have to figure out how to solve that puzzle of the athleticism and the footwork that Lomachenko has. And I'm not quite sure right now if anybody left now that Tio is gone can solve it. So without a doubt, I do feel like Lomachenko has reinserted himself as the guy that, you know, they even said in the telecast, no telecast. Nobody really wants to call out Lomachenko like that. Because he arguably right now is the toughest fight for anybody at lightweight. So I think Lomachenko right now um, is back where he wants to be. Um, I, I do disagree with how uh, Timothy Bradley, like you said, J-Box, was sitting there saying that he was trying to, uh, you know, be humble and asking the corner to stop it. But I will agree with Timothy Bradley on this, though, when they start to talk about who could Loma end up fighting next. And I think it was simple. And Timothy Bradley said, hey, whichever one of those promoters come to Cambosis with the biggest bag. So at this point, I feel like we're going to see another scenario of what is the 90-year-old, salute to Bob Arum, turning 90 Not years Bob old, Aram, man. man. That's, That's a hell crazy. of an accomplishment in life, turning 90 Ooh. years old. But nonetheless, I think we're about to see, will the Bob father open up the wallet, as we've always seen, Good luck. Will he be able to open up his wallet big enough right now more than Eddie Hearn, who's known for opening up his wallet and land that Lomachenko fight prior to the Devin Haney fight? So I do think it's, it's going to be a bidding war right now to see which promoter really wants to get their guy in there with Cambosos in Australia first. I kind of would tip my hat to saying that it'll probably be Eddie Hearn just because he's not as frugal as as Bob Arum is. So I think Loma will end up probably fighting somebody else in the interim, uh, probably in the spring to stay active. And then I think somewhere around the summer Ooh, or man. when we get to the fall, I think he's going to sit there and have a crack at the winner of Haney and Camboso. So I really think Loma's in an excellent position, man, especially when you think about the one dude who we felt could beat him is was T.O. and now he's leaving the division. I I, I would say right now, if you if you really press me on who's the top dog at lightweight right now, even at 33 years of age, I'm going to say that Lomachenko right now, probably for the next year or two, has reinserted himself as the top dog at lightweight. I, I, I got a question um, for you guys, and, and, and this will get to a, a larger point that I, I'm, I'm making specifically about uh, top rank. Um, <clears throat> you mentioned the time. Uh, Timothy Bradley said, whoever has the biggest bag, bring the Kimbosis. Um, Danny Garcia, you guys, Sean Porter, Keith Thurman, Errol Spence, Bud Crawford. 
on a per fight basis at 147, who do you think has generated the least amount of revenue in pay-per-view buys? Bud Crawford. That is correct. So to your point with Loma, um, <laughs> it's amazing how, and I've said Ooh. this about top ranking and Bob Arum, how they've had two of the top three pound Pound, pound, pound. Yeah. And none, none of them have been pay-per-view stars. Right. And so when it comes to making business decisions, it's not just I don't think fighters don't think they can beat Loma. It's so Loma Loma's not even doing good. Right. So it's like when you look at Loma, it's, it's like crazy. where's the money at? But when you know what's crazy? No, no, now that's a bigger point. What's crazy is how many times have you heard him call Loma and push him in front of the damn bus? Right. After an amazing performance, like like Tim Bradley last fight. I mean, um, not Tim Bradley, but um Crawford last fight against Care Brook. Right. When he, that's why I was so happy to see Buzz shit back on him. You know what I'm saying? He shitted on this man after one of his biggest performances saying, you want to talk about how he don't sell and blah, blah, this. And, oh, man, that was crazy. I can't believe. But you won't do that alone. That's so crazy. And, and, and I forgot and, and, the Loma. And that's the point I was making about Lomachenko. I don't know if he's that feared as, as everybody wants to say. It's the fact that he is talented and he is one of the top guys. But if you look at it, as far as earning power, he has the least amount of earn. He, I don't think at this point, um, he'll be a bigger fight than Cambosis, even though he's been the man in that division for much longer uh, than than either Haney and Cambosis. Um, yeah, I, it was amazing to real boxing fans. We we got treated to a Loma versus Teal fight that wasn't even on pay per view. They didn't even think about no putting doubt. it on pay-per-view. No doubt. And, and, and so that speaks to Loma's power as far as drawing in a crowd, even though he is supremely talented. He's the ESPN um, favorite. Yeah, that, yeah that, that's, number that's one not pound necessarily Loma. With losses right? to Orlando Salida, that's not even a top fighter. Right. With a right. Now, regardless of how you feel about how the fight went down, he was over Tim Brad. They were trying to, you know I mean? You remember even my man um, Teddy Atlas was putting him over, and it's something I always, I'm going to keep with me. Teddy Atlas was putting him over Undefeated, top pound for pound, Andre Ward and Terrence Bud Crawford that yeah. never lost. And, I, mean, and I, will, I will say, I will say this too because I do think, uh, and this goes back to Bob. You know, we've all lamented, you know, Bob and him promoting and really trying to make Bud or Loma really a legit top pay per view star. And I, I agree with you. I do think that Bob, even with Loma, I mean, because we know Bud is now gone, but I think even with Loma, I think. Bob took that ESPN Plus money, and I think he's being lazy with it. Because to your point, he really Loma should be on pay per view, right? Yeah. But I think, but I think what Bob did is he took that ESPN money, and he's sitting back like, "Hey, I got a model of where I could pay Loma this, pay the other fighter this, make my money, right? And we're gonna keep percolating yeah, and percolating just like that. We ain't right. gonna worry about going all extra for no pay per view dollars and so I agree with you in, in, in that regard that, and I think we said this before some pods back that if you really look at it, it is true. While Loma might be the most skilled, it is a scenario where he probably is the least as far as, as, as earning power. Drawing power, yeah. You know Ryan Garcia is over him. You know Tank that Devin is over him. Yep. At this point, it, Tank is probably over him a little bit only, only because they've been pushing Tank out there on pay-per-view. So Loma, if you really talk about real pay-per-view numbers, he's probably the last the last person in line while at the same time, maybe the best one. So exactly. it, it, it'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out due to that. Which, which is real a similar quick. scenario to one Terrence Bud Crawford. Now, and and I, listen, I always right. say I love Bob because he's probably the single greatest pro procurer of young talent in boxing. Like, he always has the next guy coming up. He always finds guys out of nowhere. Doesn't he have that young dog uh, that's the silver medalist um, coming oh, yeah, up? He, that he, just, he just fought. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bud messed with him, too. Yeah, Keisha, I, uh, I think it's Keisha, Keisha, uh, Something like that. Name. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, but, but he, he has him. So... The thing I, I look at, and this is a bigger point we're probably going to get into later in the show, is just the promotion side of things. And really, we put a lot on the fighters when it's promoters and the sanctioning bodies who created this climate. So I don't expect to see Loma really in with either Haney or Cambosis, the winner of, unless they're out of options 
and is, that's the fight that it can make the most money, right? Because at the end of the day, I'll say this. Fans get it twisted where they're, yeah, they're prize fighters, but the prize is not the belts because you can win a belt as an amateur. The prize is the money, right? So that that that's inherent in how they operate. So speaking of, man, you got to earn money. You got to, you, you, if you want to, if you're a prize fighter, you earn money by fighting. Keith Thurman ain't been ain't earning no money. Yo, 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 yo. But he back now. But he's again going against Mario Barrios. When last seen got KO'd by a one Tank Davis at 140 pounds. So I, I ask you guys this question. Keith Thurman returns and what should be a fight that he's heavily favored and wins. And now we have an, another major chess piece on the board. Go ahead, JD. Give me your thoughts, feelings. It's Mario Barrios. The guy had a ton of heart, fought a great fight against Tank. Um, I got my thoughts, but I want to hear what you guys got. Go ahead, JD. Hey, I'm telling you right now, man. This this fight right here is PBC being PBC right now. <laughs> this, that's exactly what this fight is right now. All of us sat there and we witnessed a smaller Javante Tank Davis end up getting a Mario Barrios out of there at a 140-pound fight. Now we have Keith one-time Thurman, who was once the top dog at welterweight. A lot of people could say if we go back a, a few years, even Errol Spence was climbing his way up to Keith one-time Thurman, and he was a top dog. And so now you have a former top dog who's trying to get back on the map in the welterweight division, and he's literally sitting here about to fight a guy who's not even a real welterweight. <laughs> this dude is literally a 140-pounder that Keith Thurman is about to fight. Now, I will say this, though. I did have, you know, a quick little aha moment because I was wondering about a couple weeks ago, I don't know if you all remember, but there was rumblings that Tank and Keith would end up possibly fighting. And I was like, that don't make sense. You know, when I heard it, I was like, why would they be mentioning Tank Davis and Keith Thurman fighting each other. But lo and behold, here we go fast forwarding to Keith Thurman versus Mario Barrios. Now it all makes sense. It all makes sense why those rumblings were going on because you got Keith one time Thurman willing to take on somebody moving up, you know, to give him this tune up fight for possibly Bud or the Spitz fight. Because I'm not, we have not forgot. How we still never saw one time versus the truth. That's another fight that we never saw. So ironically, we got a Keith Thurman who was once the top dog, actually has still never fought both of the top dogs who people consider to be in the welterweight division in Terrence Bud Crawford and Errol the Truth Spence. So I'm not impressed by it only because you got a, a smaller fighter who's not a true welterweight moving up. This is a, man, this is a tuna fight of, of tuna fight. I don't even know. I'm going to call this a sparring match because I don't even know if I call this a tuna fight when you're fighting somebody who's not even in your true weight class. So I, I'm not impressed by it. And I hope that Keith Thurman gets Mario Barrios out of there because if he doesn't, it can be very, very bad for Keith Thurman and his earning power because if Mario Barrios can last longer than Tank or look even better than he did against a smaller Javante Davis, then it's going to look like it is the end for Keith Thurman and that his day is really being a relevant welterweight is probably over with. So we'll see what happens. But, man, I'm not impressed at all by this, man. But we'll see what happens with Keith. What you got on the queue? Murder. M I well, M-I-E-R-D-A. Suspense word. That means... Shit. That's what I got for this fight. For the public out there, it's I'm it's, done. It's Bierda. And yeah. Oh, oh. You sharp, bro. I appreciate <laughs> that. That's why it's good to have friends that finish college. You know, college. <laughs> you know, y'all probably figured it out by now. But at the end of the day, man, it's good to have friends that you know I'm talking about finish college and got their masters and all of that type of business, man. Hey, uh, but don't be fooled, y'all. College degree don't mean nothing. Everybody, you know what I'm saying? It just it just means it don't mean everything. Knowledge. It means something, it don't mean everything. <laughs> Listen, fellas. Now, this this is something outside of the, this is the lightweight division, right? It's something that that, that I don't know if y'all seen. I think y'all might have missed this because y'all would have 
this this some dope shit, and, I, and y'all probably ain't gonna give it a lot of credence because of who it's coming from. Ryan Garcia, did y'all see what he did on live on IG live? Who he called out? Did y'all see it? I don't even want to know. You know, you know, who I'm not paying through? attention no, to any kind of Ryan through? Garcia live. Top dog, because he already know where he's staying in a shit pile, Mirda. I have it go. Whatever. How, how you say it again? Mierda. Mierda. That's where he at. <laughs> so, but Usad Cruz, him calling him out, saying the Staples Center, and talking like they already done had some situation. I think his lawyer, the lawyers done talked. So I, I think it's in the. I really love that fight. I really love that as a redemption for all the bullshit. I don't, I don't know what happened in your personal life. I'm just saying. For whatever happened, the mishaps that the fight that you had and didn't have. That's a great fight to come back in on. I love that. And for the Mexican fan base, he called it. He said that it was a, it was like a Oscar De La Hoya. No, y'all see that versus Julio Cesar Chavez. Even he said, well, not not necessarily Chavez because he's a legend. So he sort of shitting on my boy. You know what I'm saying? Even though you know he ain't a Chavez level, but you know what I'm saying. I know he feels like he's a pretty boy. He feels like he's a, he a popular man. But you, you ain't done what De La Hoya did. So you might have well, you know. Don't even count yourself in on the De La Hoya side because you ain't De La Hoya yet, bro. But it, at the end of the day, how y'all feel about that fight, man? If it was the, if it was the materialized, I was excited to see it. Man, y'all have I ain't giving it no kind of credence, man. Esau Cruz. If it was to happen, though, man, yeah. So, Ryan so, so that, who you gave it though? I'm glad you said. I'm glad you said that because I don't really care about that. <laughs> and the reason why, why I said, if they to make that fight, you wouldn't care to watch it. I mean, I watch because I love boxing, but I would be more interested in how Keith Thurman performs against Barrios because, to 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 JD's point, we were some months ago we were like Javante Tank Davis versus Keith Thurman. We said that was disrespectful, but now what it yeah. looks like is, is that's actually yeah. What it looks like is that's potentially in the works because why did Virgil Ortiz fight Caviascus? Why did Sean Porter get? You know, it wasn't so important for Sean Porter to fight. Oh, what um, happened? Terrence Crawford was because what we judge people by is like opponents. And so same reason why Loma went immediately after Nakatani and then Comey back to back. Those were actually Teal's. I mean, Teal's last two opponents before he fought Loma. I, I so there might far. be some smoke in the city when it comes to those Keith two. Thurman and Javante Tank Davis. So you will be excited about actually, that fight? Huh? You will be excited about that fight? And two whole yeah, weight divisions? I, uh, Javante oh. Tank Davis and oh. Keith Thurman. Tank and Keith Thurman. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I love to see that. Not, not, that's a huge fight. Like, I, I, my I, I question with that. that would be, okay, Thurman, what the fuck are you trying to prove? Who are you trying to prove it to? But but see, here's the hey. thing: it's it's not about Thurman at that point. That I, I don't know if you watched the telecast with Loma and Comey. The post fight, they were shitting on Tank. They were talking oh, big, about. Big time. Big time. They, they were talking about, oh, they need to okay. take the training wheels off. They need to do That's this. They need to do that. He needs to fight a real opponent. And I got to be honest with you. If we're, if, and JD said this, that now that Keith Thurman's back in the mix, he expects a Keith Thurman Crawford fight somewhere down the line. And if we're talking about Crawford, Keith Thurman, and Javante Tank Davis can come in, well, number one, that gives him a prime opponent where nobody can say the guy was smaller than him in a, a la Leah Santa Cruz. Or the guy was a soft opponent with no name. Keith Thurman is really the lineal, the last lineal champ we really had because nobody's dethroned him besides Manny Pacquiao. And so even with Manny Pacquiao, he was so inactive. And it, you know, you can't really call him the lineal champ, but the last man who was the man in the welterweight division was Keith Thurman. And so if Javante so Tank, Tank, Tank Davis can do something with that, oh, that's huge. I think well, that's what, outside well, I mean, of, if outside he's, of the lightweights. That's the biggest fight I think Javante Tank Davis can make. It looked good for Tank Davis, but I'm I'm talking about for Keith Thurman that, like, what are you trying to do? I'm looking at it on Keith Thurman's side. And far as Javante Tank Davis, bro, you got all these alligators and sharks and cracked eyes in, in your division. Like, so, you know what I'm saying? I'm tired of motherfuckers running out of divisions when you got to fight the ones in your division. It's the same thing we talk about with Canelo. Same thing we talk about, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. But that's boxing, I, I don't really care about that fight. Because, because what are you proving? Who are you proving it to? Because your division still strapped, and you ain't handling no business as far as the top dogs in your division. Either I think it means but, a lot but, for but, Tank but the, if but he the, wins. But the reason but why it, it comes would be, to go ahead. It, it, no, no, I'm saying the reason why it would be intriguing though is because 
without a doubt, man, you're right, Q. There's other bodies that he has plenty of time to get. But if we talk about an action-packed fight for the money, mm. an action-packed I mean, fight for the money, but, sign me up. Right. Sign it, it me, me up. Thurman like, bro, you a buster, bro. I, I look at Thurman like, you want to fight him, bro? That's who you want to fight? But, but, like but, not, but not Q, not Q to your point, not Q to your point, because I, I know you're looking at it from the, the Keith Thurman vantage point. Which I, I feel like you from, could I be a top welterweight and still could be in the mix, bro. Like with the top dogs, like come on, right, bro, right, right. But, but that's that's what I'm saying with Keith Thurman. That's why that's why I just told you I'm not really impressed by the Mar Mario Barrios pick because Mario is a 140 pounder. So I really don't know. We assume I that see Keith if he Thurman, was going to Josh Taylor. We 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 assume that Keith Thurman wants to get back and play for Bud and Spence, but. Like you said, I don't understand the Mario Barrios. Pick. Not That's why I said it's PBC being PBC with this one, pretty much. Right. And and, and but that's why I say you brought up a good point. Like we all see fighters who go after like opponents because then you start can you can they start looking at comparisons. Same thing why Mayweather and Pacquiao got so big. They both fought Hatton. But they were both the top Westways. I know the point is, is it's about the matchup. That's still going to be a big fight. I think you'd be my the, in the minority that wouldn't think that Tank Davis versus Thurman wouldn't be a big fight. You said it yourself that Thurman could still be one of the big time relevant welterweights. So the fact is, Javante Tank Davis has never been in a fight like that, and everybody's always it, the whole cast on ESPN was throwing the was throwing shade on Javante Tank Davis. Talk about he hasn't fought anybody. So this might not be the challenge that Thurman needs, but oh, for Tank, yeah, for one. Tank, it would be a challenge. And, and as far tank, as some, if you beat Thurman ass, definitely for Tank. You know what I'm saying? But right, I'm looking right. At, you know, like the, but but the thing is, is going to be we'll we'll know how Keith Thurman looks against Barrios and where we can uh, um, gauge whether that fight's going to happen or not. If 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 Thurman looks gettable uh, against Mario Barrios, I think we might very well see a fight yep. we scoffed at. Mm -hmm. We might very well get Thurman versus Javante Tank Davis on pay-per-view, which I'm all here for. Um, if Thurman wanted to go get a, you know, Josh Taylor, I, I'm pretty sure he, he, you know, would love to for the money. I mean, JD said this, the reason why he's calling out um, all the people he's been calling out. He's try, he trying to get that paper, baby. And so we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. And speaking of Josh Taylor, man, that brings us to Connect With. Connector Whip, do you agree with Josh Taylor's sentiment saying he'll smash Tiafima Lopez? Connector Whip, go ahead, JD. Yeah. <laughs> I, I see why he said it, but I'm going to go with Whip, man. I'm going <laughs> to go with Whip, man. And the only reason why I'm going to go with Whip is I do think with a Tiafima Lopez, the power and the athleticism that he has, him not having to squeeze down to 135 anymore, I think they could see a different animal man so I, I don't think people need to go too much off of the the fight seeing him lose the cambosos and so and suddenly think the to is just gettable right, I, right. I, I so I, I that's why i would say it's a whiff because i don't think josh would just smash maybe an excellent fight but i don't think josh would get him the way he, he's saying that he would get him what you got on the queue i'm gonna say connect man because i just feel like um, T.O. don't like tall rangy fighters I think that's part of the reason he didn't fight Devin Haney Even though Devin Haney don't got power like that But the Nakatani fight and, You know he had something going on in that fight But he got something you know just like he said out of his own mouth Fighters got something going on in every fight I be hurt in every fight you know what I'm saying So you know um, And I don't really know what I'm getting from him at this point Man cause this is various It's a lot of volatility going on in his camp and his life Um, That's why and I really done grown to respect Josh Taylor just from what he come out of my and say. Because I'm like, Josh Taylor ain't no punk, bro. Josh Taylor, Josh Taylor solid. And I think I was pulling for uh my man Ramirez. Ramirez in the fight with Josh Taylor. And uh, We all predicted Ramirez going to pull it out. And Josh Taylor showed me something, man. Josh Taylor, you know, and he's a tall, long, what, 5'10", 5'11", I mean, and he got a good jab. He... I think he could give T.O. problems, and that's not even a fight. I, I wouldn't want to see T.O. go back into as far as building your name back up, brother. Because even if you was able to get that fight, I don't think that fight would be what you think. Because I think Josh Taylor, he's not really... I, I'm going to be real. And if, if none of these other fights happen, I'm going to be real with you, man. You know, I love Bud Crawford. 
And if if he if Josh Taylor fight, and that's the thing, that's what Bob Aaron, if Bob Aaron be flip flopping, right? You know what I'm saying? He done said that the Spence fight, the biggest fight. He done said the Josh Taylor biggest fight. You know what I'm saying? He done said all this within about a two months, two month range, ram of uh time. And um, I would sort of like to see Bud and Josh Taylor if he can't get any of the other 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 guys, or whatever. You know. Cause I think that would be that would pad his pockets. He'd go over to the UK, sell out. He'd go over there and smash Josh Taylor in Josh Taylor house. But I would have to. Say, I would like to see that fight if it were to happen. You know what I'm saying? And um, but I'm gonna say connect, man, cause Tio got to show me, man. I, I, I'm over. I'm over what you done done in the past. You know what I'm saying? I, I got to see some, cause I got some doubts right now. Ooh, this is a what have you done for me lately business, and that's sports in general. My, my man uh, said he done forgot about him being Loma. He said man, he, he already didn't know. He got to show me something. Nah. It's used to, but I'm just saying. I mean, you know. It hey, is, no, it is, is what it is. What he could have did was rematch Loma and not and for, for, for a bigger bag. Well, maybe a bigger bag, but a bigger name. And you want to lost to somebody we haven't heard about. You know what I'm saying? That's it would have been like Loma. Then y'all could have set up the trilogy and got, a, yeah, and, and got another bag. So. Which brings is. us to the next next connector with somebody finally getting the bag. <laughs> Dillian White has finally been ordered to be the mandatory against Tyson Fury. Connector with does Dillian White really have a shot against the Gypsy Q? Go ahead, Q. Connect. He got a punch's chance. You know, he got a punch's chance. Um, you know, Dylan White. Dylan White has had his back against the wall and he's came out on top. But I, I my, for my money, Tyson Fury. All day, but he does have a chance of connect. What you got on J- JD? Hey man, I'm I'm, I'm a ditto what uh, what Q just said, man. I, a, a real chance, I'm gonna say a whiff. I mean, uh, a punch's chance. We all gotta say that for every fighter, man. I'm, but salute to that's a punch. You know, salute <laughs> to him, man. He, he got that. Uh, he, he got his retirement plan secured. <laughs> he got it re- secured. We all seen him for years fighting with the WBC for this retirement plan. And, and by golly, he got it, and we'll see what shakes. Yeah, because he's his favorite son, man. Yeah, he he's Salute, been he's been wanting away. Deontay oh, Wilder. Man. He's been wanting somebody, and now he finally got somebody uh-huh. who has a WBC belt. So, yeah. um, really? we'll see what shake. That would be now. Crazy. I'm, if he would have pulled it off, oh, my God, that'd be crazy. Right? Are you the the, the boxing world would be upside down. Mm-hmm. I mean, we this has been a, if, if it was happening this year. I mean, this is a strange year. I mean, I don't know if you guys follow MMA, but Amanda Nunes just got upset. So who, who yeah, knows? Yes. Yes. Yeah, who, who knows what would have happened? First round. Time. The dumb way. Yeah. Once, so, she sub- once she submitted. Yeah. Submitted. Yeah. So so going into the last connector with, and I, I just, you know, we set up the show and, and sometimes we know things are about to go off the rails. Right. And this topic is about to go off the rails just because it has so many tentacles. Right. So, mm-hmm. if Bud Crawford does connect with Bud Crop, Bud doesn't get the Errol Spence fight. All right, we, that, that's a possibility. Connector with should he consider fighting Jerome Boots Ennis or Virgil Ortiz? Connector with, go ahead, JD. Oh, that's that's a connect. Uh, and you already, and, and to my knowledge, I think they already have Virgil right there as the. The mandatory to that WBO belt, so I think without a doubt, I think he should consider it. Um, so without a doubt, that's a connect for me. Um, I'll double back to what uh, what Q just stated though, but I do think I don't think that happens though, only because when it comes to the monetary piece, if he can't get a Errol Spence Jr. or get a Keith Thurman next, I think Bud ends up chasing the bag with Josh Taylor in the UK and doesn't end up fighting Virgil Ortiz unless they make him the mandatory. Now, if the WBO were to make him the mandatory, I think Bud will step right in that ring real quick if they make him the mandatory. But if they're not going to press Virgil Ortiz like that and he has a choice and none of those two and Keith or Arrow want to fight him, I think at that point he's just going to go get the money and still wait to see if any of them will fight him after a Josh Taylor fight. Q, what you got on it? Yeah, I mean, he, he going at, at this point, you know what I'm saying? It's not a whole lot of room because 
it's like a vacuum seal just sucked all the way out of the room. You know what I'm saying? Because my man, Abidu, what, what his name is, man? Somebody please help me. Abidu. Eric Spence is mandatory. Abdul Crowder, but I, bro, I don't want to do it. Cody Crowder <laughs> shot the word. We ain't gonna say shot the record. We didn't know who either one of them was, which is sad because he, you know, it's the top mandatory. Uh, Abdul uh, Kakarau, whatever his name is, he was beat by Cody Crowley. You know what I'm saying? An amazing fight where he dropped Cody Crowley. Cody Crowley came, got back up, and blooded him up and won the decision. And so now, uh, and Cody Crowley more than likely won't be the IBF mandatory because he wasn't ranked that high, high enough to make it there. So now you have you have uh, Boots Ennis and what is the Virgil Ortiz on the other side, the, IBO, the WBO side, and Boots Ennis on the IBO side for Errol Spence. Just like he said, you see, I'm the IBO uh, number, ranked number three. So now he's ranked even higher. And this is part of what I've been saying forever. Fight the baddest man, you know what I'm saying? The top pound for pound fight, you know, the, the guy we know, regardless of who did the most pay-per-views, because you're going to be forced to fight somebody that could beat your ass. I feel like Boots would beat all of their ass. I'm going to be real. Boots might whoop everybody's ass in welterweight. I'm just being real. I probably, you know, it'll be close fights. I think Boots is too big and too skilled, you know what I'm saying? Even though his skill level... I mean, his, his competition level hasn't been to the heights of the uh, above Crawford or Air Spence. I just feel that way about Boots. And I just feel like they need to fight each other. I really, because I, I really don't want them to fight anybody else that tough and, and cheat us from the fight that we all want to see. You know what I'm saying? Which is so, so that's a connect, man. They, I, I mean, West, it, it's a connect because at this point, they don't have a choice because Air Spence would get stripped from the belts if he, um, Decide not to, or if he, you know, he might have go one of the four if he don't fight his mandatory, which is Boots, or uh, would, would probably be Boots more than likely because they haven't put, you know, they haven't reshuffled the deck yet, far as I know. But um, at this point, man, they need to go and fight each other, man. And hey, I mean, hey, hey I'll, I'll throw I'll throw this in there though, right quick, man. And I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my eye on the WBO and, and specifically the WBO as it pertains to Terrence Bud Crawford. And here's why you all remember how the WBO could have been made Sean Porter, the mandatory to Sean Porter. He, he didn't push for it though. Right. That, that's what I'm saying. They could have been. And then finally the WBO said, you know what? We tired of this. We're going to make Sean the mandatory. And they did it. So I'm going to keep my eye on the WBO because to your point, J-Box, as far as how the rankings flow, Virgil Ortiz is up next. He really he is sitting there up next. So I'm going to keep my eye on that sanctioning body because I'm sure they're going to probably wait to see if Bud can land Arrow. And if it doesn't transpire, then I'm going to be interested to see if the WBO does Virgil like they did Sean. And be like, nah, nah, bro. We about to force you, or you are gonna have to fall out the rankings or fall back if you don't want to take this fight with Bud. So I, I can't wait to see what the WBO does as far as forcing Virgil to fight Bud. And, and, and see, and to that point, it's it's an alphabet soup of for some reason. And 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 JD, you you talked about this in a previous episode where champions aren't allowed to be or they don't count as mandatory for other people for other sanctions they have another sanction about a belt so so right. so it, it you know it, if anybody's been on social media they saw right. the interesting tweet or quote by terrence crawford hey ibf make me the mandatory i'm trying to see something right quick right you, you right. know trolling tro trolling heavy and I, and I appreciate it but as far as terrence crawford is concerned i, I was reading back and forth comments about uh josh taylor and and uh, Terrence Crawford when they exchanged the idea about fighting each other they're not really interested in fighting each other so the idea of Terrence Crawford fighting Virgil Ortiz or Boots Ennis is a viable option and the only reason why I say that is when questioned Bud was like you know we're on two different paths we may fight later down the line and Josh Taylor was like I got a guy that's coming up yeah that might that's an interesting fight in the future where it's like yeah we'll get there at that point and it doesn't sound like it's in the next fight or two. So let's be honest about the Bud and, and Spence situation. 
you know, Spence is surveying the land because he's thinking like a prize fighter and the prize is trying to keep your earning power the longest you can, which is dangerous in a sport like this. Cause as we saw Cambosis and Q always, always laments, you can lose your shit to somebody you don't even know. You know what I'm saying? The world doesn't even know. And then it instantly kills your value. But everybody has seen so many fighters successfully do this model. They're willing to take that risk because it's a risk every time you step into the boxing ring. So it'll be interesting to see what Arrow and Crawford do with two young lions down there, possibly both mandatories for both their belts. Like somebody get upset. You're going to, you're going to see Virgil Ortiz boots in his number one contenders really for three out of the four pieces of the belt. Now, I don't know what the hell the WBA is doing, right? They, I mean, they could very much well be up there, but right now they're not letting you guys unify with Spence. So the WBA, go figure. So I, it's going to be interesting to see where these fighters actually stand, you know, plant their flagpole, whether it's like 154 for Spence and there's a whole lot of meat on the bone at 154 for Spence, storylines and big matchups. Or if he continues yeah, the campaign at 147, and then if he does, how long will he be there? Because if he's there for more hey, than hey, one not, fight, and not to mention, but said I might go to 154 too. Right, and so th that's the thing. If Spence is there at 147 for one more fight, <laughs> I think 50 Cent said it. They both might run up there. You, you, you got to do something, baby. They so both might run the ass up there. Right, what? right. <laughs> if you want to go down, if you want to go down, let's just say boots. Boots and Air Spence, and then Ortiz and Crawford. Something gonna happen, bro. Somebody getting their ass upset. Somebody and I, I lean on the boots and boots and um, I, I lean on boots upset Spence more so than Crawford. You know that's just how I feel. As far as the matchups, how they would go, and that would fuck up. It would fuck up the church's money. You know what I'm saying? But it could go either way because you know, now you down there with these lions and gorillas. It ain't it ain't no it ain't no gimmies at this point. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know. Oh, we know it's uh, and I will say this. I will say this right quick before you go on J Box. Now I will say this though, man. I'm I'm I disagree only a little bit. Q. I still feel, even though they're in a rush, it is clear that the sanctioning bodies are in a rush because we talked about this a week or two J Box uh, ago when we looked at the rankings. Even before that, it's clear that they are in a rush to put those two up there, those two young yeah. bulls up there. Yeah. But I will honestly say I still feel that they should be smart and build themselves up. Now, if you force me to say which fighter is ready to take that giant leap, because who's the last person that but that uh, boots fought? Um, ooh, I, I'm forgetting I, his I, name right now, but um, Lipinitz. Yeah, Sergey Lipinitz. Yeah, Sergey Lipinitz was the last fighter that boots fought. And that's a hell of a jump when you're talking about going from Sergey Lipinitz to a Bud Crawford or Errol Spence to give those fighters their respect for the veterans that they are. But I just think, man, I'm not so sure that Boots or Virgil really get Spence or Bud the way people think because it's such a giant leap in skill that they would be jumping up. Although the sanction of bodies are definitely trying to force them up the ladder quickly. We're missing a fight. He fought no. Thomas DeLorme and KO. DeLorme, yeah, DeLorme. In October, yeah. That's, that's the last fight he had, yeah. Yeah. But even then, the point remains the same. It's still right, a big right. leap in competition. So, yeah, I mean, there's something DeLorme, to be said yeah. for that. You know, it was a big leap in competition for Cambosis. It was a big leap in competition for Tio when he fought Loma. So, you never know if these guys are ready. They're ready. But I will say experience does play a part when you have such a deep resume like a Terrence Crawford at 140, and now it's carrying over to 147, and the likes of Errol Spence, who's fought almost who's who at 147. And when you're not going 12 he rounds. Fought, he ain't fought nobody like uh, Boots. No, no, Here. no, but I'm saying, but also to your point, J-Box, and when you're not fighting 12-round fights. Right, right. When you're getting people out of there early, that is a factor. Because as we see, as you step up in competition, and this happens with every fighter, no matter how good you are, the KOs slow down. We even saw it with Virgil Ortiz when he fought Maurice Hooker, where, you know, Maurice got hurt and he stuck around. That went the whole time? No, it didn't go oh, the whole time. Uh, Maurice Hooker ended up hurting his hand. Okay, okay. Yeah. 
But the thing about it was the adversity Virgil Ortiz found himself in, he had never been in before. He, Virgil Ortiz was on shaky legs. And so it was the first time we saw Virgil Ortiz backing up, and we had some questions about whether he could fight backing up. So to your point, uh, J.D., there is an experience factor when you look at how Mayweather got Canelo when Canelo wasn't fully defensively at it at his peak. Ali said it best. Ali said, I got to fight these young guys and beat them now. But let me tell you something. Might not be able to get them later. Listen, it is a difference in De La Hoya and Golden Boy protecting Canelo, the, the, the freckle-faced, redhead, Mexican kid. You know what I'm saying? The unicorn. They protected him. Now, Boots can't get fights because people know what they – like, I don't think he's being protected. I think people are protecting themselves by not getting in the ring with Boots because Boots is a whole bag of problems. Size, skill, switch hitter. You know what I'm saying? Like this man, this man is different. Like it's it's show me a weakness. I, I'm waiting to see a weakness in boots. And we can say experience, but who the fuck want to get in the ring to say, you know, to, to, to be the to be the uh crash dummy? Nobody. You know what I'm saying? Nobody wanna get in the ring with boots. So I I don't think that's the same thing, but I get what you're saying. I definitely get what you're saying because they took they, they definitely took the scenic route, Canelo, to make sure Canelo was, you know, and Mayweather was like, okay, he the big he the biggest, baddest man in the land, undefeated. He the cash cow. You take this opportunity, and it's a blessing to get this opportunity. Win or lose. You know what I'm saying? And you lost to the best. Then you, you know what I'm saying? You build on that for the rest of your career, and it builds your brand up just because you're falling. But um, you know. Hey, hey, and, and to throw another name out there who had an excellent knockout over the weekend, Connor oh, Ben. Connor Ben. Over there across the pond. Algeria. Knocking hey, out so, uh, so, so Algeria. shout out to Chris Algeria, man. Met him uh, once. Sleep cool dude, man. Um, but he's time. For, it's time for him to pack it up. Um, hey. the, his, his reaction time, that lazy jab that ended up getting him face planted into the ring um, is just a sign of old age. Right. Uh, one thing Chris Algieri did have the ability to do was get away from punches. He didn't have a lot of power. But now the fact that your speed and your reaction time is slow such and you don't have the power for guys to up, keep guys off in. you. Let me begin. It's a wrap. We love you, Chris Algieri. You, 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 you know, you used to say, oh, you know, you got to be a master boxer. I think that time is past. I'm you a master boxer. Dog. I'm a master boxer. I think that time is past <laughs> uh, to the good uh, times. We love you, especially that performance you had against Provotnikov. That was a beautiful performance, but every no old age gets the best of everybody. Ask Bernard Hopkins. Undefeated. Yeah, that's big facts. Big facts. <laughs> so, but, you know, the good thing is, man, the year of boxing has ended in, like, this fury of, of just fights and upsets. And so, I got to say, man, I'm back in love. I love it. Back in love, baby. I'm back in love, man. Yeah, yeah. She came back to me. And so, man, just, I say that to say, Hopefully Yo. y'all love us. Wait, wait, yep. wait, brother, oh, brother, go brother. Ahead, like, we let, let's let's extend this thing for just one second. Yeah, we get a couple extra clips out of this thing because one, you got your favorite fighter fighting this weekend, bro. You got to talk about it. Your favorite fighter, Jake Paul, and Tyrone Woodley in the rematch. Last minute, you know what I'm saying? Fill in fight. You know what I'm saying? How you feel about Tyrone Woodley chances, man? You think you got a shot? Connect the wolf. Real quick, man. How you feel about that from Willie? And his shots against against Jake Paul, man. The knockout artist. Against the man that almost knocked his ass out. I think we'll see a better Jake Paul. Yeah, he didn't had yeah. He didn't had enough time. Yeah, you know yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say, man, we're we gonna see a better Jake Paul because he gonna get Willie out of there. What was it? The last fight, I think when they fall, I think Jake Paul was winded by what the second or third round. I think yeah. he was gassed. So I think you're going to see Jake Paul. He probably took his conditioning more serious this time. Because he was training to actually fight a real boxer with, with right. Uh, right. Tom, what exactly. his name? Tommy Fury. Tommy Fury, yeah. So he, he was training. Injury. Yeah, he, he was training somebody who was coming from the, the Fury family pedigree, you know, no uh, the know baby was, brother Tyson Fury. So without a doubt, I expect a whole different uh, Jake Paul to come out and. and hey, and yeah, I, I expect him to win that. again, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but I, shout I, out really to that man going down here in Tampa. Tommy Fury one, especially with especially with the short the short period the short training camp and everything. You know, I say he get is he supposed to get a half a a half a meal, half a ticket, man? If he could get Jake Paul out of there as as incentive, is that yeah. something? Yeah, 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 yeah. He get he get uh a half a milli, half a milli. 
No, okay. yeah, half a million. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I mean, did he get the tattoo? Yeah, he got it. Well, I hope I hope I hope he take, you know, I hope he uh I hope he up up to speed. I hope he got up and jogged every day at least. So he'll be in some type of conditioning. Cause I know the power won't leave. You know what I'm saying? I just hope he's in some type of shape and uh they get a good game plan real quick. But it's one more thing I wanted to say, man. Connected with for y'all excited because the fight y'all been waiting on, man. The fight y'all been waiting on forever. Kev Brook and Amir Kung. The fight just been made and, and it sold out for AO Arena in the UK. You know what I'm saying? In 10 minutes, which is the fastest sellout in, in the UK history. For all our Cross the Pond, Stocks and Bonds fans, man, we doing this for y'all. You know what I'm saying? How y'all feel about that fight? Fellas, how y'all feel about that fight? I know, we, I know it's uh, about a Basura. whole five years too late. Basura. That means trash. It's five, six, seven years too late, Okay. Man. Okay. But you got to give me you got to give me a prediction still, though. Whoever Chen lasts the longest. I mean, if you see what happened to Kel Brook last time, he took a jab. Nah, he fought, he fought Bud Crawford, man. The best finisher in boxing. So, you know, Khan ain't that. I ain't seen it. So, who you think? You got to tell me who you think, brother. Who, who you like, moderator? That's what I'm saying. I, do, I really don't know because I thought we were like Kel Brook, Kel Brook. I had never seen Kel oh. Brook that chinny. I really don't I like don't Kel Brook. Know. You ain't seen him fight Bud either. Kel Brook, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to take Kel Brook. By knockout. I'm gonna say that. What, what you got say? on what JD? What you say, uh JD? Uh, nah, man. I'm I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, honestly, I'm gonna say Amiricon by decision. Word? I'm okay. I'm going, I'm I going mean, uh, hold up, man. I, I'm going Amiricon by decision. Like what man. I always say about Amir Khan, Amir Khan is a subject and a predicate. Put that together. Amir Khan. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like uh I feel like Kev Brook. He lost a he lost a Bud Crawford, lost Air Spence, and he lost two uh Triple G, correct? Am I correct? The Triple G? Yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't no no. Yeah, yeah. And my man got not, both got KO by Triple G and one by Canelo. Mirkon got dropped by Canelo, Triple G. Okay. I don't see I don't see uh Mirkon being either either one of them names. You know what I'm saying? As far as to, to, to get Kerr Brook out of there, man. I, I, I think Kerr Brook would be able to, you know. Anyway, that's what we got, man. That's the last thing I just wanted to um, speak on, man. We hope you love us like we love y'all. And Moderator. Box of Oz TV. Box of Oz TV, And baby. we out. And we out of it. 1,000, baby. Peace and love, man.